Blog Talk Radio. Give yourself the gift of unlimited with Sprint's Unlimited Freedom Plan. Enjoy unlimited mobile-optimized streaming videos, gaming, music, and data starting at $20 per month per line for a family of five when you bring your number to Sprint. You'll never have to worry about running out of data or surprise overcharges again. Dash to a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash freedom or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Includes lines 3 through 5 free until 131.18. After pay additional $30 per month per line. Price is auto pay. Coverage and offer not everywhere. For discounted phone subject to credit and $30 activation fees. With taxes, surcharges, warming, and premium content. Limited for video up to 480p. Music up to 500 kilobits per second. Games up to 2 megabits per second. Prohibited network use rules apply. And data prioritization during congestion restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for listening to Blog Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here today to talk about relationships, and we have a gift with us, Dr. Rhiannon Ray. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Hi there. Thank you for having me. So let me give you a little background for those people that have not tuned in to us before. My name is Dr. Nefertiti Noel, and I run a thriving private practice um, in the Chicagoland area. We're online, in person, over the phone, and um, other ways as well. Darren, what do you do? My background is in corporate America. Here in New Orleans Associates, I focus on resume consults and mock interviews. Dr. Ray, what do you do? I am a, I'm a psychologist here, and I do some individual group um, counseling, and I also do uh, psychological testing as well. Awesome. Yeah, what, can you explain what testing is just for people that don't know what it is? Yeah, definitely. Um, psychological testing, we run a full battery that includes objective measures, MSPI, IQ measures, and then also They can work out in therapy, uh, rule out different diagnoses um, for many different Awesome stuff. So today we're talking about um, family for the holidays, and uh, we have a bunch of questions that came in, Dr. Ray, so all three of us are going to answer those questions. And So this is a big time of year for everybody from, like, now until, like, middle January. People are celebrating, getting together fun at work, fun at home, fun, you know, with family, and sometimes it can be not so fun. So we probably need to talk about some of the soft skills that people need to use when they're with family. Um, and we also need to talk, we've got some specific questions that people have asked about. But I want to start with some of the soft skills. I want to tell you that when you are in a group, any group, um, whether it's family, work, friends, then we have to be cautious of our behavior, who we are, kind of be aware of what we're doing um, to contribute to a situation and making sure that we're doing the best that we can do. And I often find that at holidays, sometimes you have a little extra alcohol, um, people feel a little freer to say and do things, yep. and that's yeah. usually when we run into problems. So the first thing I'm going to tell people to do is be cautious of your own behavior and manage how you're acting in a group or in a room. Um, right now, we, like Dr. Ray and I were talking about political things earlier, there's a lot of political tension in the world. For um, how we've got a specific question about that, how to handle it if you're a Trump supporter and your family is not. So for the holidays, you know, I'm not going to say don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics, don't talk about sex. However, tread lightly on religion, tread lightly on politics, tread lightly on some of these things because it's really people are really charged right now about these important topics. And people want to have a good time at the holidays, right? So it's not necessarily time to talk about the most controversial topics that possibly can be. Mm-hmm. Right? So talk about things like. The Cubs winning the, the World Series. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, I am a person that, that I'm, I always tell my clients this. I don't know what, what you guys tell people. Let's do some surface conversation. For example, I'll role play with Dr. Ray. <laughs> Dr. Ray, I'm loving the weather we're having. In yes. November. Oh, my gosh. It's 65 degrees. Which is a 65 degrees yeah. on Friday. Yeah. No reason to complain. Yeah. And then you say, 
pass the turkey. <laughs> right? I mean, when you've got, I know at our house one time we had a Thanksgiving with like 50, 60 people. Right. That's not the time to talk about like your deep-seated beliefs about the Electoral College and how, you know, it was founded in the 1600s. Like nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that, you know, right. and I think it's the wrong place to do it. And so if you're at a party, and I'm going to, and, and this is not even me being a clinician, this is just me being a human being, when I hear people veering towards like deep, dark topics, I talk about, what are we doing for our draft picks this year? Was, what is anybody thinking about that imaginary football team? <laughs> Always do it very lightly. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm not going to be light as surface, then I'll go to something deep like, I really love our grandmother. She is an awesome matriarch of the family. Let's everybody just, everybody go around and give grandma kiss. Everybody loves grandma. Remember the happy memories of grandma, what she did for you as a kid. Remember how mm-hmm. she helped you with your little wound when you hurt your knee? Mm-hmm. That favorite teddy bear that she got, she did that This is not the time, like, I have I have uh, people that say, you know, the whole family's going to be together. I think it's through an intervention about dad's drinking. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, right, this is, like, not the time. Do you agree, Dr. Lee? I definitely agree. Yeah, this sure. is just not the time for that. So if you don't like your dad's new wife, if this is not time for all the siblings to crowd around and say she's a home wrecker and we never liked her anyway. Like, this is just not the time for that. This is time to try and find common ground. What can we have common ground to talk about? Okay? Mm-hmm. Find some of those things. Talk about sports. You know, positive family members, matriarchs, patriarchs of family, things of that nature, uh, whether like stuff. Anything that's common ground that 90% of people can agree on and be happy about, let's talk about that. Because it's a time that we're getting together. We want to be thankful. Guess what? Let's talk about things we're thankful for. Thank God everybody is healthy. Thank God God we're all here. We made it from last year to this year. Thank God Bob's sober again. Like, you don't want to go. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. Don't take it that way. Don't take it that way. Because we all have that one relative or friend that takes it as far as, like, you know, everybody's having a great time talking about (laughs) jazz music or the leaves falling or what to do to your grass and they go grass. Speaking of grass, how do you guys think about it? Like, they just take it left? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So don't you be that person. My number one thing is don't you be the person that causes the problem. I agree. And if someone else is causing the problem, don't, don't make that a teaching moment. Hey, just divert your attention. Somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't put any more oil on that fire, right? If someone's you see someone trying to start an argument, kind of deflect it. Yeah. Right? Try to deflect it, change the topic, hey, you know what? Let it roll off this. Hey, no, no big deal. I'm going to let it roll off of it. You know, kind of just let it deflect it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 So there's a couple, so there's about six questions I'm going to roll into one so that, so that we can kind of answer this one question because sure. the general question is, um, there's several. There's people going to family events, and their mother, their father, their friends are bringing spouses or other people that they don't like, and they're asking, how should they behave around those people? Um, can is it fair to give them the cold shoulder? Can we just ignore a person at a party? How do you manage it when your mom is bringing her new husband and we don't like her, or dad's bringing the chick that broke up the family allegedly, or your sister's bringing the guy you used to date five years ago and now you're um, now you're not dating them and they are. They asked you could they date and now you're upset about it. How do you manage those situations? I think it first starts with before going into any of the holiday, which I'm glad people are listening right now, is mm-hmm. just kind of prepping yourself, priming yourself that this may be a reality, that this person may be there, and kind of priming yourself, okay, what can I say to this person? And also maybe not, you know, maybe just keep it that surface level. You don't have to give the cold shoulder, but I think it's respectable if anybody comes into your house is to greet them, say hello, no glad to see you, but it doesn't also doesn't need to go any deeper either, mm-hmm. you know, creating some sort of boundary too, which you feel comfortable with as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's where I think going into, even when you're on the way to the event, 
take a minute to think about how it's possibly can happen. Mm-hmm. Get yourself emotionally ready to be there, right? So you know your your mom or dad's gonna bring that that uh, new partner that you don't like. <laughs> think about that going into it. You know what? Yeah. I know I don't like uh, Susie. I know I don't like Bob. But guess what? I'm gonna get myself mentally relaxed. Play some calming music going into there. And say, you know what? I'm gonna just be focused on being cordial. I'll be friendly with the yeah. person, mm-hmm. a bus, buddy, buddy. But guess what? I can be cordial. Hello. Yeah. How are you? Have a good day, you know, things of that nature. I don't have to be disrespectful. Like, I don't have to be buddy-buddy, but I can just be cordial. Okay. Exactly. But kind of have that mindset going into because guess what? you got to prepare yourself for it. You yeah. know what's going to happen, what can happen. So just be prepared for it. I'm going to take a different stance since both of them have taken. <laughs> I'm saying that if you're over 21 and you don't live in the house, you don't have to go. Like, if you feel like yeah. that you don't want to be with your <laughs> If your mom is married to someone that's physically abusive to her and she's determined to bring them to family dinner, as long as you're not hosting it, you actually don't mm-hmm. have to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that's oh, I definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm very okay. big on I'm not going to be where I, where I don't want to be. Like, yeah. I mean, past a certain age, like, well, you know, when you're 12 and your mom drags you to 15 houses yeah. and you eat stuffing at every house and you eat pumpkin cake, like, you just have to go to those things. Right. But when you're an adult and financially independent, let me also add that. So college students, you don't count as, well, I mean, you count as adult. <laughs> but if you're still getting book money from home, you may have to be forced to go to these yeah. things. I can remember coming home for, for Thanksgiving and kind of, like, just trotting with mom to, to every senior citizen family's mm-hmm. house we had. You know, you just go to those things. So if you're an adult and financially independent, kind of have a conversation with your mom in the beginning. Hey, mom, love you to pieces. I don't like Bozo that you're dating. Um, I'm not going to go. Or you could take Route 2. I, I made alternative plans. I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing something else. Can we meet up for breakfast on Thanksgiving morning? And then maybe you can have, you know, be with whoever you want to be with, you know? Yeah. Um, if it's somebody you used to date and your sibling is dating that person and now you're married to somebody else, go to the party. Like, I feel like what, what, are, we, what are we not going for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, are you, do you still have some feelings for that person? If you do, then that's something you need to check at the door. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you just think your sister or your brother um, messed up the girl code or the bro code right. or whatever the situation is, then the holiday's not the time to handle that. Have that conversation beforehand, afterhand, or, um, again, I'm, like a lot of people say, I don't want to have to avoid things. But I feel like if you can't control yourself, maybe you should avoid a situation. No, it makes sense. You know, but I think it depends on the situation. You know, yeah. like you mentioned, if someone's abusive or some of that, that's that's one thing. If someone's just, you know, a, a jerk or just kind of rude or sometimes that could be something different. Or someone just has different political point of view than you do, that's something different. Yeah. You know, but it kind of depends on what your situation is. And then, oh, go ahead. <coughs> Sorry. Now, I was also thinking, too, like, you know, holidays is a time to enjoy yourself, you know, and, and have just some relaxation. So, you know, thinking ahead of is going to this particular house, you know, spending this time with you, is it going to make me more anxious, you know, or is it, you know, going to make me feel better? Is it going to, you know, bring happiness? I think it's kind of deciding at that point because, you know, you're you're the author of your story, right? Like you have to make yeah. those decisions on yourself too. And then you can decide how long you want to stay. You know, my dad was the uh, author of 10-minute visits. <laughs> you get somewhere, take the coat off, hang it up. You're, like, really into it for, like, eight minutes. Then minute nine is, <laughs> we're leaving. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm good for a 10-minute visit. Like, I visit, I have people I visit frequently for, like, an eight-minute. Like, I, I tell people we're going inside for eight minutes. Right. So when we get to seven, like, roll the wash or pull the ear, pineapple, whatever, cold word, and we have to go, right? So if you if you want to go and see the family, I can understand want to do that. Go for 15 minutes, eat before you come, or say, I left my turkey. 
I left my turkey on. Right. I left my turkey on. <laughs> the turkey's on. We gotta go. We love everybody. Gotta go. I mean, because there's no reason to stay somewhere and be where you don't want to be. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes you get around the edge. There is a point as a family comes kind of dogged out. <laughs> Someone's looking around. Everybody's at peace. Uh, time for me to bring up my issues, bring up my drama. Right. Everybody's just kind of settling down. Someone say something ridiculous, get everybody all riled up. Right. So you say right before they say that ridiculous statement, time to go. Right. You kind of feel it almost sometimes. Well, you yeah. come after the fight, like you know when the streets are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you know you jump up the lights. Oh, the lights are dim, we can go. Right. So I'm big too on early visits while people are still cooking, they're still happy and excited. Stop by. Hey, Doctor Rose. Let everybody know I came by. Yeah. Right, right, hey, right. Doctor Rose already here. Yes, yes. So my dad is the king of the ten minute visit. I'm the queen of the early visit before everybody gets up good. Like everybody's still sleepy. They just waking up, stressing, and I'm like, oh, I'm so good to see everybody. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna leave you to it. Like I heard the baby say, I'm gonna leave you to it and see you next year. You know what I mean? Yep. So I mean, just managing yourself a little bit more, a little bit more wiser. Um, let me go to this next question here, and I gotta open my phone to do it because it wouldn't print. It says, "I've always had a tough time for the holidays because I'm still so angry about the things that happened in our family when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I do not feel like as an adult that I should have to be around my family if I don't like them. Then I feel a great deal of guilt when I don't go. How do I get over the guilt?" That's that's yeah. a really good question. Yep. Let me say this. Some things you don't always get over, right? I mean, I, I don't know what happened in your childhood. That's kind of a vague statement, right? So it could be anything from um, your parents didn't give you enough hugs to somebody was physically abused, right? So it depends on what happened. If someone has abused you, I am not big on ha- having to hang out with your abuser for whatever reason that oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter who the abuser is, if it's a mom or a dad or a brother, you can right. forgive without, like, sharing cocktails. Like, I'm just yeah, not, absolutely. you know, I know a lot of times on TV, people, you know, kill somebody, then they all meet up and they think kumbaya, right? right. Like, I don't believe that that always happens. I think sometimes you can love people from a distance. So one of the things I think you feel guilty about is not so much not going, but it maybe this is a therapy thing and something you might want to check out with an individual therapist if we don't have all the pieces. But maybe you're feeling guilty that your family's not what you want it to be, or maybe they're not standing by you for some reason, and you don't want to be um, in that situation. So that's something I feel like you should get some help with, but I wouldn't put myself in an unhealthy situation just to take a, a photo op for Facebook. I mean, because that's really what's going to happen, right? It's going to boil down to people taking pictures of macaroni and cheese. Here's my recipe. I've got the best one. The whole family. Look, my family's better than your family. I mean, that's what it's going to boil down to. So if that's what it's really all about, then don't go. Like, that's just my my, my mm-hmm. I mean, because your personal, physical health and mental health comes first, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to put yourself in any physical harm or damage yourself mentally or your, your psyche mm-hmm. putting yourself in that environment, okay? So you have to, you're the only one who can determine that based on, you know, what the particular situation is. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that you're, you're being safe. Absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think it also sets a precedence, too. Like, it's, I don't know if you have kids or not, but when you have kids, you know, I've noticed that I don't, um, if I'm uncomfortable, I don't take my daughter to those situations for whatever for whatever the reason may be. It could just be they eat something we don't like and I don't have to have to deal with it, or maybe I'm feeling some kind of way about something. Like, you know, you mentioned some things that happened when you were a kid. So if, if, if you have kids, too, you want to set a precedent for yourself that you're not letting other people set a policy of mistreatment of you or them as okay, right? right. I mean, so here's the thing. 
if you've got three days off of work, <laughs> I suggest you spend it recouping and not in a situation where you're going to have emotional turmoil, maybe have a breakdown, you know, maybe fight somebody, you know, take a week to get better when you could just send a text message and not throw it off. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, yeah. just my opinion. Um, let me give you the next question. It says, I have been married for two years. Last year I spent almost every special occasion with my wife's family. Uh-oh, here we go. Now, this year I thought we could spend time with my family, and she refuses. Do you think it is a bad idea for us to see our family separately? Yeah, I think that's something we need to have a counseling session. Or, but that's a conversation you all need to have not as soon as possible about why that is the case in terms of she's not wanting to go to your family, okay, and why. You know, is there, is there a reason for that? Um, if something happened, if someone, I felt like someone possibly offended your wife in some form or fashion, you know, how, what the extent of that is, we need to find the details out, or you need to find out the details of that and find out why she's taking that. <laughs> <laughs> I know why she's taking that shit, and I'm so But, I mean, um. <laughs> I, I think that's something that needs to be resolved. Going to the family separately, that's, to me, leading to a road with, of divorce. Yeah. yeah no, no. I think so. I think right from the beginning, I mean, for two years now, it's been this behavior that's been allowing it to continue, right? Yeah. Kind of, it's already set a precedent. Now to right. change it after two years, I I don't know. I think that's a definitely discussion. I would encourage anyone who's just started, who's just married, I would encourage to have that conversation early on, you know, about having those. But given that it's been a two years, I think I would agree with Darren that you should explore why it is that the wife may not feel comfortable going to the husband's family if there is something that there isn't right. or anything. Other than that, I think the I think the husband really should I think because I mean his family may feel left out, may have resentment, and then that resentment is going to seep in to him, and then I feel like that resentment is going to be kind of you know yeah. ledge possibly. Yeah. You know, the only thing I thought about which you don't know there is a situation where his family is far away. You know, his family is in California, True. and his and the wife's family is local, so. Why can't we just go to, you know, go to, how can we always go to your family? Well, your family's local, you know, go to yeah. my family, you know, so $2,000. And maybe that's the situation. We don't have that information, but that could be it. Because yeah. I know families are in a situation sometimes where, you know, they don't make those trips every five years sure. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that could be an option. could be an issue. I don't know. But when he says she refuses, it sounds, doesn't sound like a money thing to me, but but we don't have but we don't know. Pieces. Right, exactly. And so yeah. for you guys that are writing us questions and we're kind of answering them just from what you emailed us, the more information we have, the better we can probably answer right. the question. But she, I'm not going to use the word selfish, but it sounds a little one-sided to me. And Darren and I always talk every show about having discussions ahead of time. One of the things we do for big family events is we talk about we talk about this stuff pretty early. Yeah. Like we started talking about where we were going to eat. Like we were probably talking about that in September. Oh, you know, yeah. like what? What's the plan going to be? Are we going to drive to New York? Are we going to stay here? Are we going to bring somebody up? Um, so it sounds like a plan that you want to make, and it sounds like here we are the week before Thanksgiving. Like, I just feel like this is bad timing, but it may be good timing for you to find out what's going on. The other thing is for you, for two years, you kind of gave into it, like Dr. Ray was saying. So what's changed now? I mean, like everybody wants to see their family, but kind of what's changed? So I feel like we got to go into situations clearer. I think communication is key in a relationship. Um, having those conversations, knowing what's going on. I think it takes, you know, they're not been married 19 years this year. I think it takes a good five years to, to communicate 
clearly with each other sure. and tell each other the clear truth about why you're not doing something and to recalibrate. So I know I had to recalibrate from my family being my pinnacle. Like I just – like. I've spent every ho- a lot of holidays home, and I just don't see a problem with it because it's my family, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he, if we, if I, if he had gone to New York every year, he wouldn't see any problem with it because it's his family. So the issue becomes you have to recalibrate your life for your spouse to be a priority, and that be the new dynamic, right? Yeah. And then once you set that dynamic, you have a chance to um, for things to revolve around that dynamic, right? And that may or may not include seeing both families. Yeah. You know, the other piece on that is. And we don't know the information on this, but there could have been a previous agreement that said, you know what, Thanksgiving we're going to go to my family, and Christmas or Hanukkah we're going to go to your family. Yeah. And they said, I don't, and wife said, I don't want to change that, you know, because that could have been an agreement they had already. We don't know that information. So they, because there are multiple holidays going on right now. So that agreement that they had, and now so he wants to change. Yeah. Like that? No, we always go to your mom's house for Thanksgiving. Now I want to go to mine. Well, wait a minute, we never did that before. So mm-hmm. that could be an issue. And, be. And, that's a, and that's something that you want to change again. We want to bring that up ahead of time. Yeah. So if you want to make that change to what your normal uh, your normal plans have been, bring it up as soon as possible. You know what? This year I like to change what we normally do. Right. So have that conversation early as possible. Absolutely. Or maybe having a combined Thanksgiving. Right. Go ahead. Have it family Families over. Mm-hmm. And... Absolutely. But also, I'm going to differ from them a little bit too. I'm okay if you guys are going to go your separate ways for Thanksgiving if you all have discussed it, like if it's the kind of thing you want to talk about. You just agree? I just cool. Oh. To me, that's an accident. You disagree, Sarah? I, I think that's that we've wrong. ever done that. Right? <laughs> I think it's a, kind of the wrong method, you know. Okay. To me, I mean, I understand, like, if you both both partners agree on it, at the same time, I feel like, you know, I'm not, if I said to my husband, oh, you just go hang out with your family, just go hang out with mine, there's really no coming together of the families, and then I just feel like I'm not really investing in this family, he's not investing in mine. And in marriage, I feel like you come together and you become one, and I feel like that's kind of right there. Yeah, that's a good point. So, well, just some be diplomat here. Yeah. Uh, we've got one question I really want to get to, and we've only got a few minutes left. This one's kind of a good one. It says, um, my husband moves his mother in early June. We have not told my parents. Is it wrong for me to ask her to leave for the holidays because my parents would explode if they knew his mother lived here and they gave us a down payment on the house? Ooh. Taking money from your mom and daddy. Um, let me say this. You agreed to let him move her in in June knowing the situation. I feel like that's when you should have had the conversation with your parents. Right. And I'm feeling like if they gave you the money for the down payment, the home is still yours. I mean, unless you sign some kind of agreement that you gave me the down payment for the house and so nobody else can live there. Right. I mean, you know, like, I mean, we have to know some facts about what happened there. But I do think you want to say something before mom and dad drive over and, and your mother-in-law is kind of like hanging out at the house. Like, you need to say something. Yeah. I guess if, if you think there's going to be an issue for your parents, which is where obviously she said there's going to be an issue for your parents. But, but to, my, to, my, to my standpoint, or I, I believe, if your parents gave you a down payment, it's your house. You can yeah. decide to do what you yeah. want with it. You know, it's let me let me reel y'all back in. So if <laughs> let me let me just say right. if parents give you forty to if anybody gives you like thirty, forty, fifty thousand okay. dollars, they they're gonna wanna make some comments about what happens in the in the house. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying that if they give you the seed money, it's like if a bank gives you a down payment for something, right. then they have some rights to say about what happens in the house. Uh, but I mean, if they gave you for the house. You know, if you turned around and did something different, 
and didn't get a house. They all give you this money, they buy a house. And you end up not buying a house, you took a trip with that money or something like that, then I would have a concern. But if they gave you money to buy a house, you bought the house, and let's say you wanted to have a, another border. You know, hey, I want to make the rest of the money. I got to rent out the basement. That's your choice. That's your business. Let me just side note. My six-year-old should be in the bed, but if mommy and daddy give you $50,000, you got to call me before you move anybody. <laughs> what do you think, Dr. Ryan? Um, you know, I really think the context of why it's the mother-in-law of the husband. Mm-hmm. You know, why did you know why did they move mother-in-law? I mean, maybe she really needed some help. Maybe mm-hmm. she was physically ill where she needed a caretaker. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, on both sides. I mean, it could happen to her parents, and who would you want but your children to kind of look after you? So I would feel mm-hmm. that as a family, again, it's almost kind of uniting and mm-hmm. you know, understanding that unity and feeling as though I agree with Darren that the house is theirs. So finding the identity as homeowners. And also establishing those boundaries as to, hey, having a strong identity as a couple and saying, mm-hmm. no, we want her to move in because, you know, of X, Y, and Z. I'm sure those are all good reasons. Mm-hmm. And with being clear and set on that boundary, you know, I would hope that her parents would expect to understand that too, you know. I don't think it doesn't sound like they will from this no. question. Yeah. But, but you have to say something. And I feel like this is your perfect opportunity to kind of situate yourself as an adult, right, and as a husband and wife. And I think maybe – your husband, because I'm sure you all both sat down to talk about taking the money, so maybe you both sit down and tell them, hey, not to step on any toes. So, so what, you think that they need to tell the parents that? Meaning they could have them over not mention it at all. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be hard for me to believe that all her stuff is there and, and, and nobody's going to figure it out. Like, I don't want the mother-in-law either to feel like she has to hide. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I live here. Right. right, so it's going to come out is what I'm saying. We all have parents. You know, your parents don't keep secrets at the dinner table. It all falls out. So I feel like okay. just have the conversation. I'm not saying that they right. should be ashamed of it. I'm saying have the conversation. And okay. there is, and there, you, you all sound young. I don't know ages, but I feel like the younger you are, the more attached you are to your parents' opinion of who you've got in the house and right. who you have going on. But I'm just saying that when we take money from people, those people then feel like a little bit like they want to control situations a little bit. That's kind of what it sounds like. Do you think the husband and wife should have a conversation about what they going, what the wife is going to say? She's going to be more talking. To I think they should say it together. Oh, for sure, together. Because they I feel well, they took that money yeah. together. <laughs> So I'm sure he sat down with them to take that lump sum of lump sum of money. I'm sure they didn't just hand her. I don't know if they should say it together because the, if, if it's going to be a big deal, as she thinks, she thinks it's going to be. The her family may want to have a frank conversation with her, and they may not be able to fully express themselves. That's the whole point of them saying it together. That's another thing. <laughs> When we're all together, you don't feel as free because when it's your kid, like if my child is having an issue with another kid and that other kid is there, I'm, I might be a little more general in my statements. Right. When it's my kid, it's like, why did you let Billy go in your book bag? And right. like, That's where I bought. What's right. wrong? What's going on? When it's both kids, so I know you really want to share with Billy as we discussed, sharing is a very good thing to do. But however, it seems like your toy was broken. Like right. it's, yeah. we do filter differently when there's a crowd. That's all true. And so I feel like, but I do feel like this is his mother, not right. like this the neighbor. Exactly. See, this is his mother, and then it's their house, but then it was their money. So it's like a big family thing. Well, and, mo- and money and families is yeah, always. Yeah. It is yeah. always a situation. Well, your point right there. It depends who asked for the money. Did she go on her own? It doesn't matter who asked. They both took it. They both took it. No, yeah. I, I think they have to do it. Darren, they both took it. I understand that. They both but, took it. Well, I'm going to have to go on that I mean, here. did the wife go on her own, ask her mom and dad? It makes no difference. 
they both live in the house that the money was used for. Okay. That's okay. my thought. You disagree? Can you? Oh, okay. I, you know, I think that's an interesting thing. In my mind, I think it's worthwhile her having a conversation with her people first by herself because she knows her people. She knows wh- where they're coming from. Obviously, he, he may not even know what the issue or did not even think it's an issue. Obviously, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's an issue because she knows her people. Maybe you know how to talk to your people. So go talk to your people. And I think it's the part about marriage of coming together as one and having that unified stand. So, you mm-hmm. know, and hearing, and hearing from her family, too, because now it's no longer just oh, parents and one child. No, you know, both children came together now, not children, but adults, and now mm-hmm. they're a unified couple. They're married. Yeah. You know, so I think it's... Yeah. I mean, I, I do think they have to do a unified. Yeah. I feel like her parents could break her down. But here's the thing. And here's why I think while, while me and Derek sound a little bit like we're conflicting, I always say that it's the wife's job to handle her family and the husband's job to handle his family. Each person should yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. However, however, so I feel like maybe she tells them, hey, I need you guys to know that um, my mother-in-law has moved in, and I was agreeable to that for these reasons. But my husband and I both want to have a conversation with you about and maybe doing it that way. Yes, yes. I'm not, I'm, I can agree. I can. I'm not yeah. myself. But I mean, yeah. this is this is not. Right. I mean, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. But, but I do feel like somehow they're gonna have to have this discussion with her parents. I feel like it's not okay to not have the discussion with the parents. I I do point that it's gonna come up. So you'd rather have it come up now before this event versus the day they don't find out it blows up at the at the church is going fly. But I also feel like he's gonna have to have a discussion with his mother that listen, this could be a situation because I took money from their family. Oh, I mean, but yeah. that's my point. Yeah. That's that's the point. Ooh. It's a big family issue, and you've got <laughs> your parents come out for dinner for the house they bought because that's how parents feel. I bought my kid a house. Now what if <laughs> what if his mom was upset? The they borrowed the money for the down payment house. She didn't know about that. She, what do you mean you brought down payment money for the payment? She obviously doesn't have any because she's staying with them. So <laughs> many. But, but, but discussions. But, but right. here's the thing that's interesting to me. You kept this a secret. I don't want to call it a secret, but you said, you, where's the phone? You didn't tell them since June. I mean, so obviously something's up because nobody thought it was okay to tell them since June that what situation was happening. In general, you wouldn't necessarily have to tell them that. I'm going to tell you this, which is not necessarily an interview of their business, right? Mom and dad, I just want to clarify because we yeah. have a daughter. Mom and dad, me and you, give our kid $50,000 to start a new life with her spouse in a home that we think is going to help ground them right. and, and do great things for them, okay? And then they move in a third party. His mother. His mother. Okay, yes, I know it's his mother, but they don't. Well, I would be upset about that. It's none of my business. If I gave it to you, I mean, it's no longer my money. You can decide what you do what you want. Your parents pay cash out for college, mostly, right? Right. Okay. Did they not have some concerns about your major, what you were doing? Were they calling and making sure you were studying? If you had decided to drop out of college or I think that's a little different. You did? Okay. When I'm a, a child at the time. You were growing up. I was dating you. <laughs> I mean, but they were paying the college, you're right? They weren't giving me the money. Yeah, I, I'm not. So, I mean, it's a little different. Okay, little for different. our radio listeners, you know, Darren and I, our, our analogies are never the same. <laughs> our analogies are never the same, and we always feel different. But let me say this. I do think you should have a conversation with your parents just to kind of brief them on the situation. Your husband should brief his mother, hey, I didn't tell you this. 
because it was our financial thing. I didn't really want to give you all the information, but here's the situation. We're not asking you to go, but right. but definitely asking her to go to a hotel for for three days is kind of I think that's that's because it's her residence. She lives there, right? She lives there, and and your parents pay for it. I think that's what the issue is. But I mean, just think to think about. Yes. Another person has asked. Um, oh, this is a good question. I'm nervous about my in-laws coming to our house for Thanksgiving. We borrowed fifteen thousand dollars for them from the wedding. We never paid it back, but I have a new Mercedes. Um, should I be worried about the way they're going to take this situation? I would think so, especially if you agree that you would pay them back. I mean, if they said you don't have to pay us back as a gift, and you know you just want to do it as a good as a heart, you think it's the right thing to do to pay it back. That's one thing. But if they said I'm going to give you this money and it's a loan and I'm expecting money back. And you showing up on a Mercedes Benz? Yeah, that's gonna be a problem. What do you think? Did, did she? Did, did that person say it was a loan? Did they get a loan to tour? We borrowed fifteen thousand dollars for my parents for the wedding. Yeah. Hot to put the car. Put the car <laughs> in the garage. Shut the garage door. Have his mother drive the Mercedes to the garage. We got this car. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? You know what? Let me say this though. I think it's a it's a here's the situation. So this is very similar to the other one. Yeah. They loan them money. We don't know the parameters of what the loan was. Everybody right. needs a car. Right. Everybody needs a car. Would it be different if he got a Kia? So I think we get we're getting into nitpicking here. Yeah. It would have made a difference if the parent were getting their money back. If if you're paying but, back the loan, I don't I care what the, you're doing. I doubt the sixty thousand dollar car has anything to do with them not paying the loan money back. It's all about paying the loan money back. If the loan money is being paid back, you can drive whatever you want. We could, if the loan money is not being paid back, whether no matter what car you have, it's the concerns. You got leather seats in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> you got like the what's the Eddie Bauer package? <laughs> so let me just let me give you a clue. Close the garage door. Right. right. Take that Mercedes click click key ring off your key ring. Let's not have a conversation until you're ready to. Because that conversation can't go well. Because right. then here's what the other parents, the parents are gonna say. I gave you money for you know you not you're not paying us back. You're not good. It's gonna create a situation. Oh, I agree. It's going to create a situation. So I, you and your wife need to agree that this needs to be a non-discussion point. Right. I, let that garage door down. Don't drive anywhere. Use your wife's old tattered vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Park I it somewhere else. Yeah, park it at park the shop for the weekend. She said, oh, I took the garbage out to the garage. Or you know what? Like, this wow. is probably bad advice, but be bold. Hey, I bought a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not getting snowed Don't do that. Okay. But but I do think that you have to start thinking about when we are taking money from in-laws. So this is very different than the bank gave you a loan and you got another loan from with yeah. in-laws, because they get to see how the money gets spent. Right. Yeah. They get to see it. But when we loan somebody money, we can't spend the remainder of their money for them. All right? Agree. Because I think the Mercedes is a very good investment, and that might be what that person was thinking when they got the car. It's all about getting the money back. The parent who lent it, getting the money back. But yeah. if you borrowed it, you owe them back. So, you know, rightfully, you owe them money. They have, they have every right to be upset. If you were breaking the contract, if you made with them. I mean, there's a the reason why they're probably feeling guilty and asking this question, right? Why are you right, guilty right. about that Mercedes? Right. You know? right. Have you put it on Facebook already? Like, there's yeah. a lot of questions. <laughs> um, the next question says, my father's an alcoholic and gets drunk drunk at every family event. My husband told me that my father could not come to our home until after he entered the treatment program. I have not been able to tell my father. I have not been able to tell my father what should I do. 
you need to have a conversation with your dad because I actually think your husband's making a very good point. He put a boundary up for whatever reason. He, you're saying that your father gets drunk at every family event. So you can, you're aware of the situation. You're aware he's an alcoholic. And so what that may be something that you made normal or was became normal in your home, but it doesn't sound like it's normal for your husband. And if he's drawn a line, then you're going to have to have that conversation with your with your father. Maybe that's something that you, again, that may be something, especially if your father's an alcoholic, he could um, be aggressive. I mean, different things play into that. Maybe that's something that you and your husband do together. Maybe you solicit your husband's support and say, listen, I'm having some fear with telling my father this. If, if the husband's listening, do know that um, maybe you guys should do a meeting for children of alcoholics because those Al-Anon meetings for family and adults uh, of alcoholic parents will really give you some information on kind of how your wife may be feeling about approaching her dad with this, it may be something she really can't do, not just because she doesn't want to, but because there's some real limitations in her ability to kind of deal with this on this level. Mm-hmm. I would, in that particular situation, I would have no problem with my husband talking to the father, man to man. Mm-hmm. Listen, respect, you know, love you, you're my, my white father, but I got to protect my household, and until you enter this, I cannot have you at the home. I have no problem with the husband having that conversation with the father in that situation. No, me either. Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah. And I just also want to say that's a great, I mean, for the husband to be able to stand up and make that boundary, I mean, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of guts to be able to do that. Because in reality, you're really thinking of the safety of yes, their household, but also for, you know, that out of respect and caring for his yeah. wife's father. You yeah. Know? Because he didn't say you, he could never come back. He said right, not to right. enter the treat. Yeah. But enter, right. not even complete. Yeah. But right. Right. So I think that's a protection for all for everybody around that yeah. maybe right. there's a lot of caring. Here's the thing, though, that you might want to be on the lookout for. If you're the first one, if you and your husband are the first two making a stand against this, you may be alienated by the rest of your family, right? Yeah. They Ooh, may not know yeah. how to. They may not know how to accept that. Sure. I hear. Yeah, the sibling, okay. your mother, yeah. mother, right? Your mother, yeah. grandchildren, because you're going to be breaking up the family. Yeah. Right. Um, mom may say, if dad can't come, I can't, because if this many years of alcoholism, <laughs> she may be a little bit of an enabler. She may not know how to manage the situation um, a healthy way either. So you may lose some uh, immediate support from your family but hopefully you'll gain some long-term respect from them for being able to stand up to them. Just something to be prepared for. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it can hurt. And that, that may be why I would have my husband. In that case, I would send Big D. No, if it's a situation where I feel like, okay, look, I'm probably not the best one to do this, maybe have your husband take the stand. But let me say this. When he takes the stand, he may hear, um, my daughter never did this to me. You're alienating me from my daughter. Like somebody's going to face some heat from some right. part, some from this up. situation. But I'm, I feel like your husband's doing a great thing by setting this boundary, and maybe it'll be the start for planting a seed that'll make everybody or help everybody be helpful. Help yeah. You're being great right. role models for the rest of the family. Absolutely. I would also say, too, that at this moment, given that he does need to go to rehab, not to cut off all support of yeah, not invite him to the holidays because he does end up being drunk. But I, would, I don't know if you guys agree, but not to cut off all support in the sense of, right. you know, continue to check in with them because that's going to be a Yeah, part, oh, absolutely. You know, right. Okay. And you're not stop loving them. And maybe it could be a negotiation. Maybe it's a dry holiday. Like nobody brings yeah. any alcohol and he can't bring any house either. So right. if he feels like it's time to drink, then it's time to exit at that yeah. point. Right. So maybe see if your husband will be willing to negotiate. But I love that stand that your husband's taking, and it may be something that needed to happen, and maybe you guys couldn't do it, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason. Um, next question says, my in-laws hate me, and I do not like them either. But for Thanksgiving, my wife still wants to be with her family and forces me to go with her. It's an awkward situation, and I want to stay home. 
but my wife is making a major situation saying that I need to go be with her family just because she wants me to and that I should ignore her family. But they say rude comments to me, and she wants me to ignore that too. Any suggestions on what to do? This is where I would step in as the wife. I, I, first of all, I wouldn't suggest anybody to go anywhere if they're being hated or insulted and feeling to me like we were talking about at the beginning. I mean, that really falls on the wife, you know, being able to stick up for your husband. I, again, we don't know the full context of why, you know. But, you know, um, if they just don't like them just because, I mean, it's the wife to be able to stand up for her husband and, you know, address that head on. Absolutely. I agree with that 100% in terms of the wife has got to put up stand to her parents and listen, you cannot disrespect my husband like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have different things that I need to, that's fine. But, you know, the rude comments, disrespectful comments, that's going to have to stop if you want us to come. Because, you know, the husband and the wife are ideal. If you want us to come, me, me and my husband, you have to show us both respect. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I hear a lot of this, though, in couples counseling, that one spouse does not protect the other from a situation. So here's a perfect opportunity to start a new holiday ritual for yourself. You can both stay home, and you can have your Thanksgiving at your home, and then you can have a discussion later with the family, or maybe none at all if you're not feeling like you can do that. But what I'm hearing here, I do agree with Dr. Ray, this is a wife situation. I feel like if, if the wife's family is being openly disrespectful to her spouse, she's got to be the first voice that they hear because she's their little person. Yeah. Right. This is their daughter, their granddaughter, their sister, their auntie, and they're going to listen to her better than they will him. Also, we need to look at why would you want your spouse to be in that situation. Like, that doesn't sound like a healthy situation to me at all. Talk to the wife. Yeah, and I don't want to be there either. Like, if you're being rude to my husband, I don't want to be there either. And I feel like narrating is really important. When my husband first – my husband's not from the local area, so most of our holidays are spent with my family. So I had to tell him, this is crazy Uncle Joe, this is so-and-so, he likes to prank people, don't eat that macaroni and cheese. Like, you have to warn people. Then I also told people what my husband's personality was like so that right, they'd be, right. they would know who they were getting. I mean, like, you can't craft the situation. But I said, hey, this is his personality, he may do this and that, and that's kind of just who he is, just warning you that that may occur, right? right. So we're not going to be blindsided. Right. Because – Everybody's family is a little different, right? Some families are a lot of jokey. Some families are serious. Right. So you don't want to come in like, everybody's having a party or jokey, and this guy's real serious. Like, what's wrong with him? But we're, right. hey, you know what? It's not that jokey. <laughs> okay, he's kind of serious. Okay, so we kind of lay off him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I had to teach him my family rules. We went to my grandmother's house, and, like, my husband, when I first met him, was really teeny tiny, like, very, very thin. And my grandma's like, what's wrong with the boy? Is he sick? I'm like, no, he's just, he's just thin. He worked out a lot. He ran a lot. So I had to tell him if my grandmother puts a plate of food in front of you, she expects you to eat it. So if you don't really want it, don't take it because she will, like, be really offended if you don't eat the food. It's just a family thing. We know that my grandmother, if you don't eat the food, it's going to be a situation. So, I mean, he went he ate, but I was just telling her, hey, he's tiny, and I was telling him, hey, they want you to eat. So, like, if you're not going to eat it, don't, right. don't put it down. So kind of warning families and narrating for people who you're married to. Here's the other thing. What's the problem? Hate is a real strong word. They're they're openly saying rude things at the table. I mean, this sounds like right. a like a like a holiday comedy where everybody's being yeah. rude. If that's actually happening, especially if you have kids, what's happening when they're hearing these things being yeah. said? Right. And then that's teaching all the people in the family that they can say and do these things and that it's okay. And it's not. And we never know when another person's going to have enough. And so even if your family's being sarcastic and they're jokey, then let them know, hey, my husband's taking this personal, and I don't think that this is something that, that we should continue to do. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. You know? So, I mean, so holidays should be about family. They should be about having a good time. I mean, we had some questions about work parties where people are saying that, you know, should you get drunk at work parties, things of those nature. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna answer that too. Don't drink, don't eat the rum balls. Like keep your keep it together. Like let's keep everything light. You know what I mean? We 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 all have uh, work to do and jobs that we're doing and lives that we're a part of. Nobody wants to be in a situation where they're being mistreated. So let's try to be good to each other. I mean, I guess that's what I want to end with. Be good to each other. If you can't, I mean, my grandma said, if you can't say something good, don't say anything. Right. So to me, it's okay if you smile all night. You know what I right. mean? If you want to, you know, if you want to smile all night, if you want to say, "Hey, I'm watching something on Facebook Live," everybody gather around. It's like try to be the light in a situation and not like the negative. Right. Yeah. Great. Right. So, Doctor Ray, thanks for coming Thank out. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, if you want to book an appointment with Doctor Ray, call her at our office six three zero four two eight two three four four. And uh, have a great season, everybody, and a great night. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal art. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.